All right, Ricky, I'm going to attack you with my 6-9 Ledger Shredder. I'm going to block with my Omnath. Wait, that card has reach? It's got four arms and no text. It has reach. Landfall? Deflecting Palm? Dang it. Crew Three Podcast. I'm Rose Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. No, I'm, I'm dead to the deflecting palm. So I can't believe this card has reach. <laughs> yeah, it has deflecting all the abilities. palm having reach is wild. It has yeah. all the abilities. Do you think? Do you think the listeners uh, caught on to our combo uh, textless omnath deflecting palm? Are we, from the Twitter are we explaining the jokes now? Is that what's happening? I've never explained a joke in my life. Never. Only highbrow comedy here on uh, Crew 3 Podcast. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me about 100 Gex again, Chris? <laughs> no. No, I can't. <laughs> uh, I fell out of the portion. I lost my memory. So uh, can no longer recite the 100 Gex. All right. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Chris, how you doing? Yeah. We're, uh, we're charging up for some of these RCQs coming up. It's about to... Uh, about to get real real in the next two weeks. Hope, unfortunately, something happened with work. I may lose the two Saturdays that I that I got off, but we shall see. We're we're hoping I can uh, get going. Because I got I got an RCQ this weekend. You guys have RCQs next weekend. I also be playing one next weekend, and then there's one of the twenty seventh. So right. the season's like coming and going as quick as it did. Well, the first I'm like, man, I feel like. I, yeah, I know, right? It's like, I feel like there could have been more events I could have played in. Oh, but they were all modern. Man, mm. I just kind of, even though it wasn't an RCQ, did you hear about that Gen Con event that Brad Nelson played in? With the the Box of Legends for the winner? Uh, with the top eight, like the Double Masters 2 sealed with top eight playing every pack in Pioneer sealed. That sounds dope. Yeah, you got... It's like 32 packs, right? The number of sets in Pioneer. You got one uh-huh. of each, uh, and that was your sealed pool. Yeah. For the top eight. Uh, I think Brad Nelson did not do well in the top eight. He, he, no. he didn't open. He did somehow amazingly show me on Twitter 32 uh, rares in Pioneer that could all be considered the worst if they're set. Wow. Brad Nelson, not known as a limited player. Right. I just don't understand how you go to that event and you don't prepare for the 32 pack pioneer sealed, you know, like whatever happened yeah. to magic players, you know, right. like, come on, right. come on, right. get the team, get the teams out, team draft yeah. this back in my day. Yeah. We would have been team sielding pioneer. What do you even call that for? Uh, one, one pack per set pioneer box challenge, you know? Right. Golly. I mean, I'm there's hype. One of... Oh, good. I would say there's no reason that we each only have one kidney, you know? I found out one of the stores near me, um, I think it's for next weekend, like the 21st or whatever. I found out they're, they're, they're paying out in Double Masters packs. Ooh. So uh, fingers crossed, New English on makings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still don't believe that's actually happening. I, look, I believe it because I opened up a new Capenna like, promo pack from FNM last last week, and I got a foil-stamped other end yeah like why are we putting cons cards in these packs because that's a commander staple 
Is it? Yeah, there's like a list of cards that's not the list. Don't confuse it with the list. But it was on the list for Ikoria. mm -mm. It's not a list. It's just a separate collection of cards that we've put in a numbered order that can show up in the promo packs because they're commander staples. So, So it's not enough that we're putting commander cards as a major push in our constructed packs. We're now putting... Commander cards in prize packs for the constructed events. Commander is a constructed format. You're right. And you know what? Someone's going to tell me. My store, someone on Reddit's going to talk about how their store hands out foil promo prize packs for their commander pods. And I say, get the hell out of my podcast. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to live in your store. I went to one of those, actually. Fun fact, not this week. Uh, the reason I didn't bring any magic stuff with me uh, on on a voyage to El Abilene. Didn't you guys play Popper, though? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, we had some Popper decks, but, like, who doesn't just have those, those in their Those aren't pocket? magic decks. Like, you yeah. know, you, those just, you know, they just Rubber appear in Rubber band in the Ziploc bag? Exactly. You know, all Legends oubliettes, uh, all Arabian Nights oubliettes, just... Uh, How many times did your dad read that oubliette? My dad read that oubliette uh, one time, because uh, then he just goes, so it's like O-Ring. And I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> but uh the uh the store in Abilene, there's only one, only one magic shop. They run F and M as commander. Yeah. They get like thirty thirty to forty people to show up for their commander F and M. Uh-huh. And like you play a pod. Uh if you win that pod, you get a pack. If you lose that pod, you get a pack, but you don't get to pick which pack. And then uh you play a second pod, and if you won twice, then you get a promo pack. If you had told me when we were in college that, like, imagine FM till 2 in the morning, but it's Commander, I would have quit the game on the spot. Yep. Dude, uh, I mean, uh, thankfully it was over pretty quickly because I kind of, like, showed up and was like, so... Oh, you, you didn't let them, like, mi- like, well, I don't know if I want to kill the pod already. Just do it. Just do it. If you ever, like, was, I don't know a, if I want this game to end. Back. It was a while back, and I do remember a Niv-Mizzet player in my pod. And if you're out there listening to this podcast, I'm very sorry, but I'm not sorry at all. They cast, like, Curiosity, targeting their Niv-Mizzet, which I then countered and was like, they're trying to win the game, waiting to stop them. And then they told me, they weren't even going to win the game. They just were going to leave everybody alive. Which then I replied with, that's worse. Right. Like, yeah, look, if you get your combo, the win the game. If you get your combo, win the game. I'm not mad. I hate the, like, I'm going to get all my combo pieces. All right, I'm just going to scoop up. Let's go to the next game. Well, I'm not going to win yet. Yeah, I don't want to win yet. But what do you want to do? Like... Match the Gathering is a drinking game. It's its own phenomenon. We're like, yeah. you're, nobody's there to win the game. We're all there to play. Like, we're all there to goldfish our cool commander decks and, like, yeah. not interact which I think is fine. I, don't, I, think, I just don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just a weird magic world to be in where it's like, you're really not playing with each other, you know? I just think I'd rather play three one-hour games of Commander than one three-hour game of Commander. Just, right. If you want right. to win, why are you putting the Splinter Twin on the Deceiver Exarch? <laughs> like that's my, that's my question like i'm gonna tell you guys something that's gonna blow your mind right now okay tell me utter end has been reprinted four times in the last four years yeah no way 
Yep. It's been like a commander set. It's, it's been on the list. It's been in every commander set. That's, <laughs> That's the thing a about it. Layer? Yeah, it, it was it was reprinted in Commander 2016, Commander 2018, uh Commander 2021, Adventures in the Forgotten Realm Commander, and Streets of New Capenna Commander. So there you go. Wow. Well, I will say, I didn't play any magic this weekend other than some popper games, which are, you know, you guys don't wake up, work out, and then, like, play, like, two PTQs of popper. That's, like, basically just breathing, right? Yeah. Anyways. Basically yeah. breathing. So I did run into a machine that had magic cards in it, which was kind of cool, like a Keymaster machine, if you've ever seen those. Uh, the, like, the ultimate scam? They are. So here's the yes. thing. Here's the thing. If it's a scam good because i so clearly lost like it so clearly did not even have to rig to beat me that like i was very happy with my loss <laughs> okay good like i was just like i was like i can't be mad that it scammed me i missed so much and my dad took a picture like the at like at the exact moment of impact where it shows that i'm so clearly not on target that i was like yeah well is that, I mean, is that on Twitter? The, the thing is, like, the thing that that, that, that can be confusing about that is that, like, it, it uses baseball, uh, baseball catchers, like, I don't know what you call it, mechanics to deceive you. Or, like, on the way from where you hit it to the end, it moves. And it's moving a small amount, like, incrementally so that you can't really see it. And it's rigged to do so. Like, those games are the same as any other game where, like, it's got to pay out on a certain timetable. That game will only pay out once every, like, 200 tries so that it's profitable. And it moves in order to prevent you from doing so. And that is all legal. Right. I'm I'm not saying everybody run out and play the Keymaster machine. That sounds like what you were saying. I also also only played once. No, I told everybody (laughs) that I knew knew a bad matchup when I saw one. You're right. You're right. It's not a fine establishment like the Golden Saucer where Godbert says the house always loses. That's right. That's right. Also, like... I'm bad at those, like, uh, all those games. Yeah. All those, like, uh, games that you can play on YouTube for, like, millions of millions of definitely not 13-year-old subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm bad at all of them. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, do you want to know what cursed food product my wife found? If you're a follower on Twitter, you would have seen this already. Uh, she found craft uh, Blue Box, like, KD Mac, Kraft Dinner gummies? Why Gummies, are you this you way? Why are you this way? And honestly... Uh, honestly, they're good. You're going to say that they're good. No, no, no. Honestly, I was disappointed they weren't cheese flavored. They were just like generic, like fruit flavored, like like a mango or something like that. I'm just like, man... They just look like mac and cheese? Yeah, I'm just like, man, I'm upset these aren't like poop. These aren't just garbage. These are like, okay, these are these are edible and I'm upset about that. This is where we learned that Ruckman's went on a CBD edible gummies kick, you know? Yeah. I saw, you know, like Smarties, like the candy? Yeah. Oh, did you, did you see the big Smarties? I saw a, a plastic tube, which was like Smarties squeezable. And I don't oh. want to live on this planet anymore. I don't want any Smarties, let alone do I want Smarties paste that comes out of a tube like an astronaut. This is not my life. I'm not yeah. an astronaut. This is not my beautiful car. Exactly. You see a lot of weird things at like random at random gas stations. You know. Good save. Good save. Uh, thank I, you. My, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Yeah, I, I, my mind is blown because somebody has to look at those and go like, "Hey, this is a good idea." This you is know, a great idea. 
like I, I don't know, just s- same thing with like three hour uh, commander games to realist back in. So like, but like, but like the like the Spanish like chili candies are like that, and they're yeah. like huge, huge. Yeah. But like, but like, okay. So I posted the the, the picture in the chat, right? Okay. It says Kraft macaroni and cheese gummies, gummy candy, artificial flavored. The box only says artificial flavored. So I'm like, what this is, is going to be cheese flavored. I'm also upset that the box is bigger than your hand. <laughs> it's too much of whatever this is. Um, this is the Twitter episode, by the way. We're just going to talk about Twitter photos. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, let's get back on track then. No, no, no. I was enjoying it. I was. I, I, I like. Okay. I like to not be on the track. We're rebels here at Crew Three Podcast. Mm-hmm. We say uh, we it. say no to the track. You know. Yeah, I hate this so much. We I say what it. track? I want to get back to order. I want to get back to order in structure. Speaking of tracks, and... I saw Bullet Train. Oh, how was that? I've heard like people just walking out of theaters. Really? I see. I was like, I look at this movie, but I've heard reports just like. Yeah, I had people walk out of my theater. Hold on. I'm, I'm rotten tomato wings this right now. That movie was really good. I don't think it's like one of the best movies I've seen this year, but I had a lot of fun. But 53%? It's way better than a 53%. It's no overwhelming weight of massive talent. It was, I mean, it's no Nope, right? I thought Nope was really good. I had a lot of fun. 53%. Look, but, you know. What you gonna How did do? it compare to uh, My Little Pony, A New Generation? Oh my god. DC Leagues of Super Pets is 72%. Hey, that has uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock in it, right? Okay, yeah, they're so, just I mean, going to make money. Yeah, like, I mean, look, honestly, I still stand by if everything, everywhere, all at once hadn't come out this year, Overwhelming Way to Master Talent would be a movie of the year. Everything, everywhere, all at once is so good. But uh, the the... There's no way the Kevin Hart movie is doing better. Kevin Hart sells Kevin Hart and the Rock sell tickets. So Kevin Hart uh is like the the spokesperson now for C4 energy drink. And if you've been to your local HEB or Zellers or a woman's purse, right? You would see <laughs> or David Bowie's mind? Or David Bowie's mind, you would see the the C4 Kevin Hart standee and I want it because he looks so uncomfortable. It's just like it's just Kevin Hart holding like a C four out, and he just like has like the fakest smile. He looks like he's like he's got like a gun pointed at him or something. He's like, I gotta sell this C four, or Wait, I'll never see on. my there, daughter again. There's there's the standee includes go hand with gun coming in from off. Screen. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like I'm <laughs> like it, it's just like it's so awkward, and they put it at the front of the HEB. And of course, because it's Kevin Hart height, you're a little taller than it, so it's like pretty funny. The whole standee is just really funny. Are you looking for it? There's no way that I'm if you took to, it, anybody would ever it. notice. There's nobody that if you took that, somebody <laughs> would walk by and go, "Wait, wasn't wasn't Kevin Hart here just a minute ago?" You know, no way. I think you've got a free reign to take it. Like the the Kevin Hart standee for C4. You know, let's let's cancel the episode. Let's either make this episode now about our Ocean's Eleven plan to steal a Kevin Hart standee from an H-E-B or just shut it off entirely so the authorities don't hear our plan and, and just go back in on the Ocean's Eleven Kevin Hart standee. So, you know, you know, you know I, I'm, I'm all about stealing the Kevin Hart uh, C4 standee. We're um, pro theft also, here on Crew 3 Podcast. Also, 
C4 energy, I don't drink any energy drinks, but like the C4 energy drink just looks terrifying because it's just. But if they pay us a lot of money, Ricky, we will <laughs> oh, show I their product. So let's I please, drink all of it. Yeah. Let's please take a moment here and think about our potential branding opportunities Look, we before we go bad. labeling something terrible. I've ended up on marketingdive.com reading about how uh, C4 Energy taps into Kevin Hart's versatility. Ooh, I've versatility. Ended on a marketing. I've ended up on a marketing blog. Yes, 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 yes. See, I've got Pioneer Challenge, Pioneer Challenge, Rotten Tomatoes, Google search for the Kevin Hart standee. Um, this is a good night. We're having a good night. I'm closing night. this My Little Pony tab so I don't have to recite my tabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Easter Sunday got a 44%. That's a shame. Oh, um, I mean, we can talk about Pioneer now, I guess. Yeah. Is that what this is about? I guess. Magic? Magic? Man, this should be an episode I just forget to do the chapter markers on. <laughs> just make up chapters. <laughs> put put, put with special like... guest Kevin Hart. <laughs> I'm just going to pick out random words and just be like, 27 minutes, 42 seconds. After after our, our heist, <laughs> after our heist, we could take a picture and make it look like Kevin Hart is with us in the studio. Oh. You know what? I bet I could just, if you just went to an HEB and you're like, hey, how long do you need to have that promotional item up? Can you call me when you're done like with it? I'll pay you for it. Right. I've actually done that. I've been asking people this at local game stores to try to get their the One Piece card game poster. Oh, I hope you're going to, like, to get their their awful $2,000 Chandra statue. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> this, I mean, I did watch what you, somebody. What you guys done with the life-size Chandra? I'll take that. I did watch somebody come into a game store. Uh, oh, thank, thank God you went, you, you added the game store there after I talked about the Chandra definitely. statue. You went, I've seen someone come in. Right, into a game store. They were definitely a little, you know, out there, right? They had like a, a plastic bin full of magic cards and they were trying to trade them in and sell them. And the guy's like, we don't really give cash. We just do trade-ins. And then like the guy like just like pointed at two random magic posters, I think from like uh, from like Midnight Hunt. And he's just like, wow, this art is so pretty. Would you do it for these? And like the store owner just sort of sat there and he's just like, Yeah. And just unthumbtacked them from the wall, gave it to him, <laughs> and the guy was like, "Thanks, man, you're the best." And then just walked out. Look, and that guy anything, was gathering evidence. There wasn't anything great about how bid. Midnight Hunt and Wizards of the Coast uh, are <laughs> secretly <laughs> in league with an anti-Semitic cabal. Oh no! Don't bring that in. Wow. I thought that was a nightmare. I thought I, I thought I literally dreamed that because I was reading that. I was reading that before I went to sleep, and then I woke up, and, you know, the world was a normal, sensible place. <laughs> that was one of the wildest rides I think I've ever been on. Oh, man. And, and like, and I feel bad laughing, because, like, that is someone who needs mental help. <laughs> I jumped out of that ride, because I saw where the ride was going, and immediately, as soon as I sat down, noped out of right. there. And, well, when, and you, when you sit down in the car, and you see the big sign that says Cave of Bees, right? right. You, you kind of know what you're in for, right, right? Right, Look, I can roll up the windows. The windows are tight. <laughs> the windows roll up. It's fine. <laughs> the, bee, the bees can't get in here. Like, what's a bee sting? That's not really anything, right? No one said it would eat my face. Oh, my God. Anyways. Uh, Crew so 3 Podcast. A Pioneer Podcast. <laughs> 
This is one of our best episodes. This one's going to go platinum. This one's going to be nominated for a Dove Award. Yeah. For exceptional contemporary Christian hits. This is what gets us that magic that magic content creator award. Yeah. Can you take me higher? Alright. You know what songs have stuck in my head? Marilyn's been watching a reaction rewatch of The Hills, and so Unwritten has just been stuck in my head. Have you, uh... You did, did you guys ever listen to that Alvin and the Chipmunks CD I forced onto you? No, we haven't. Oh, also, I forgot. I took a picture of the, um... The awful record my sister bought me as just, like, a random gift. I want you, I want your live reaction. And I'll, I'll tweet this out when the episode goes live. Okay. That makes sense. We're going to put an actual serious uh, uh, interview with a uh, RCQ winner in at some point on this. This is awful. <laughs> it's Tom Cat, Tom Scott and the LA Express. And it's just like, whoever made Cats 2019 saw this and was like, Let's make a oh, movie. Yeah, we could do this. Yeah. We could do this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did hear from the Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, I believe, where they get um, female counterparts. I whipped my tail back and forth, uh, nice. which was obviously a, a remake of very popular I Whip My Hair Back and Forth, uh, okay. released in 2017. A new Kids Wop album came out recently. I'm going to let you know. Is Wop on it? No, I'm going to let Dang. you know it's pretty disappointing compared to the last Kids Bop outing uh, where we got classics such as Kids Bop Montero, mm-hmm. uh, which I is, can't which is just amazing. Uh, the best of the tracks, uh, there's randomly like a ton of Spanish tracks on there, which is super cool and weird. Uh, Bad Bunny sells. Yeah, apparently. And then the funniest one to me is just uh, Enemy, just because uh, there's nothing, like, explicit in that song. It's just funny to hear kids sing Enemy. <laughs> Literally anybody so, but Adam Levine singing Enemy is hilarious. Adam Levine singing Adam Enemy Levine, is also hilarious. Ad, ad, why would Adam Levine sing Enemy? Because he, he is Maroon 5. Yeah, but that's an Imagine Dragons song. No! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky no <laughs> Guys, do you hear buzzing? <laughs> <laughs> Insert the shredder sound. Uh, you smelling toast? <laughs> I swear it was Maroon 5. It doesn't no. matter. No, no, it's, it's a League of Legends song, and, and League yeah. of Legends loves Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons sucks just as much as Maroon 5, so maybe that's why I kind of get them mixed up. I like both of those bands just fine. I'm not sure. What you're Unless about. Imagine Dragons wants Look, us Imagine to shill Dragons, their album, in which Imagine case, Dragons puts on one bad concert and suddenly they're an awful band. I know, right, dude? Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna put back Ren- on my kids' Bob CD. All right, Renegades sucks. Uh, Natural sucked. Uh, like I don't know. They've had a bunch of songs. It, it's been a long time since Radioactive. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, but here's a question. So I saw a Reddit thread the other uh, today. That I thought was a really good hypothetical, and it was. What if, if you broke both band- of your arms? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, if bands were like literally what their name was. What would be the worst concert to go to? And of course, everyone like unimaginative was like, "Oh, like Cannibal Corpse and like every other metal band." Like, so I'm like, "Okay, we we just nope all the all the metal bands, right? Like, that's right. not gonna be a good time." Right, right. My my thing was like. I just want to go to like a modest mouse concert and there's just like 
Stuart Little's on the stage, oh, just yeah. like oh, that's, I like hey, that's balling, hey, hey. right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, someone said band band on horseback. Band on horseback. Um, I thought it was band of horses. It is band. Of, sorry, band okay, of horses. Okay, yeah, yeah. Band, band of horses. Like I'm smelling yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Band of horses would be funny. Uh, I said counting crows would be interesting, just because you're just sitting there, just yeah. like. Uh, how many yeah. are there right yeah 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 we're just playing uh we're that's playing like did you guys see that music festival where the surprise act was the wiggles no no yeah oh i have to go i'll have to say i'll post that i'll post that tiktok in the link but there's some music festival and the surprise set was the wiggles and like i've never seen a bunch of stoned out like 20 somethings go wild over the wiggles i didn't know i needed that in my life but having a whole music festival, people like lose their minds to fruit salad, yummy, yummy, was really wholesome, and I needed that. There's got there's a lot of animal bands that would just be bad, like the Eagles. You know, like you're just sitting there, yeah. like all right. You know. uh, my question was, if we go see a Killers concert, do we die, or they just have like, or is it like performative executions on stage? Hmm. Well, like, I mean, Imagine Dragons is also bad here because there's not actually dragons. You have to imagine, right. yeah. like, imaginary. It's really, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just a, just a blank stage, right? Could Alice in Chains even perform? No, he's in Chains. He's also the man in a box. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, an Ed Sheeran. Could you imagine that on stage, right? <laughs> Fat boy Slim. Yeah. Do, you remember, do you remember when Ed Sheeran had a ketchup promotion? No. That you could go buy the limited edition Ed Chup bottle by Heinz? No. Where it was just a normal Heinz ketchup bottle, but the bottle was like his tattoo sleeve. No. I, I go outside sometimes, so I miss that. <laughs> you touch grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss the Ed Sheeran ketchup promotion. All so right. at what point do we talk about magic cards this week? I got some really uh, interesting lists that I, I, I like. And, uh, you know, I've got this interview with this guy who beat me in an RCQ. He's really good. Okay. All right. So let's let's run that right now. And then when we come back, we're going to run through the challenge top eights real quick. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't done, like, a, a little bit of a dive throw on a league in a while. So I think that'd be a cool way to kind of – because the leagues have been super, super spicy. And there's plenty of lists in this one to talk about. So we'll do that. And also maybe take a couple minutes because this month's Mana Traders is Pioneer. So maybe we'll talk about, uh, hey, you know, we've been RCQ prepping. But obviously sometimes online meta is different. What do you guys – what would you play the Mana Traders? So let's go ahead and – Run Ricky's interview real quick, and then we'll be back with uh, more stuff. And welcome back. I'm here with Milo, also known as the man that crushed my hopes and dreams, uh, a very good red-black sack player. Uh, uh, we met out at our Waco RCQ that we went and played at. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. I- I'd love to talk more about... Uh, especially your your deck choice and your deck list, um, kind of what you were thinking going into the event, because uh, the Red Black Sack, I mean, uh, I know now it's two weeks from the event, but that was kind of a newer deck at the time when we played at the RCQ and stuff. So what made you pick Red Black Sack over other options that you had? Um, yeah, so the Red Black, I just feel like it didn't have that many bad matchups. Um, I, I expected more mono green, and I felt like the mono green matchup was really good. The mono blue matchup, I made it a little better. And just more importantly, the control matchup is like almost, it's like 70-30 in my opinion. And I, f- I feel like a lot of control decks are on the rise now, so that's why I picked this deck. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a 
great call. I didn't, what are your bad matchups? If you if you had bad matchups, what would you I, I feel I feel like the uh, red black mid range isn't favorable on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, mono green if they have uh, like a, it's I feel like it's favorable, but sometimes mono green just does mono green things. And ah, then, I know that feeling. That's yeah, sure. yeah, and then blue the blue matchup uh, doesn't feel too great either. The mono blue spirits, but my sideboard uh, prepared like help me like just in case I run into it. And Mono Blue Spirits kind of been on a decline. Mm-hmm. Kind of super weird at our tournament. I think there were like five or six control decks. Yeah, yeah. So this, so this uh, I expect the control to be like better because uh, like that's what red, black, and control like because Mono Green like just been disappearing, which is super like weird to me because I still feel like it's the best deck, but just nobody wants to play it. Nobody wants to go against Mono Blue or Boros. Yeah, the big thing with uh, with Mono Green that I found when we were testing is like. You just like eat Rakdos mid range all day, yeah. And like, if your opponent decides they want to attack on turns one and two, you kind of like fall over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why they had like all the hyper aggressive decks, you know. So Mm -hmm. like the spirits and the Boros aggro. Yeah, the feather deck and the even like mono red. I've been enjoying playing mono green, Mm -hmm. especially with like a new takes on mono red too. I feel like they're way better in the matchup. Oh yeah, do you like the cleave version or do you like the no cleave version of mono red? Uh, I haven't seen too many cleave versions, but I, so I like the no cleave. Fair enough, fair enough. I think your deck is like super crazy against uh, just creature decks in general. No, yeah, I, I was I I was like went over the tournament when I got back, and I don't think I lost like I thought I think I lost like two games all day, and it was just to the humans deck and then Yorion, and I think that was it. The whole day, right? Mm-hmm. Just claim the firstborn. Yeah, like how, yeah. What was what was your best claim play all day? Oh man, there was one sick one against humans. There was a lot of sick ones, but the sick ones was definitely the most sick one was definitely when I just had a witch's oven on the board and I passed. My opponent swung with one mana Gideon and played Adeline before, so he had three creatures. I forgot what the last creature was, but the Gideon flipped, and he had an Adeline on board, and I claimed the Adeline. Swung at the Gideon and then sacked Adeline and then killed the Gideon out of Adeline in the same turn. The Adeline also had indestructible because of the Gideon and it was just a sick turn. He was like, wow. <laughs> like, it was like the board completely shifted. It was crazy. It was really good. Really good one. That sounds, that sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> I think I had a Mayhem Devil 2 and I killed the 1 1 2. Like, it was, it was just, I wiped the whole board. If you steal Gideon and transform him, you keep him, right? Oh, I have no idea. I think I had to retype, read Gideon. I think I think you do. Yeah, yeah. He exiles and then comes back in. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think so. Yeah, it was already flipped, uh, but I think I definitely would have like if I read it, I would have seen something like that. I would have tried that. So Mayhem Devil, you're saying was the all star of the deck? Yeah, or uh, the all star of the deck in for that tournament at least was Angrash Rampage. I don't know that I card got some... me pretty <laughs> yeah, good yeah. game one. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, that it, card. That card's crazy. Oh yeah, it's uh, so I was having problems with uh, Kiora Mono Green, uh, like Dream Trawler in the main and the Yoran decks plus the sideboard, and just killing Karn in Mono Green and killing Graveyard Trespasser, and mm-hmm. and then also like the God's Willing against the uh, the Boros decks, like, but really it was just like Graveyard Trespasser and Kiora. Like I wanted something to kill both of them, and I just found Angrath Rampage. I find myself bringing it in a lot, so I just put two in the main, and it's been I've been playing leagues throughout the week, and it's been great there too. Like, it's always great. What is your thought on Thoughtseize in the deck? So I feel like you you make them react to you. 
So Thoughtsy is just is the more like when you're trying to react to what they're doing. But when you make them react to you, like that's why all my Thoughtsies are in the board because I only like bring them in when I need to get like a rest in peace or something that just shuts my deck down. Or like a Storm the Festival in Mono Green or a Karn. Karn shuts me down. But I think uh, in the main board, at least, you, you want to make them react to what you're doing because it's hard to an- interact with Cat Oven in the first place. Right. I mean, I like the Thought Seizes in the sideboard. I think it's really smart. Um, I think a lot of people don't take out their Thought Seizes, like especially when they're playing red-black mid-range. Yeah. Like they don't take out their Thought Seizes when they should, right? Yeah, yeah. I I'd only, I'd only bring a Thought Seize against like control and... Just when there's a, right. a threat I can't answer like, with my main board. Exactly. When there's like high value targets to hit. If you're just going like one for one with the thought seize, you're not really getting anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, especially in this deck, I feel like you get upping cards, virtual cards anyway, and then the thought seize, like it'll just like slow you down in my opinion. You're trying to cast multiple spells in one turn. Right. And then are you on three Obnixilis main, I believe? Yeah, so the list started with four, um, but I think I saw Doomwake. He went down to three, and I like I just I like the three. That card is also kind of absurd. Yeah, yeah, it's a, in some matchups they they can't beat it. Like in, against the control deck, they couldn't beat it. Against the spirits deck, it's actually weirdly good because they have to attack it, and you're like gaining life. And yeah, right. It's just not good against Merktide, so I bring all of them out against. I mean, not Merktide, the blue red version of the Pioneer. Ledger the Shredder. Phoenix? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've been yeah. practicing both modern no, no. and pioneer. <laughs> no, it's all good. I yeah. was about to say, I was like, I was like, oh wow, you're playing against some Merc Tide. No, no. In your in your locals. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of modern and pioneer. I'm just, I was just trying to qualify for the longest time, and I'm glad I finally did. So I know the the event is also pioneer, but it's not till November. Yeah, I think I just found out today that it's gonna be new. It's gonna be new standard too. Like a, it's first, like a fresh format, like. It's the, the I thought the format for the qualified event was Pioneer. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh it's like it's gonna be Brothers War, but like Brother War is gonna come out that same week. Like oh, it's wow, the, it's a, crazy. Yeah, like it's gonna be a rush to get the cards and learn the text well, and stuff. Assuming nothing is changing too much, do you like taking this deck again? Like what what are you looking at in Pioneer right now? I mean, I know we've got Dominaria kind of like close ish, yeah. like it's coming out in like next month uh is there any do you see anything happening that's gonna like make you want to get off of this deck and play something else or do you think you're gonna wait and just make a meta call at the last minute or or what do you feel yeah so the this uh i ran cat in standard so that's why like i started building the deck but i usually just like attack i like i like attacking metas like when i go into big tournaments like i'll play something that beats the best deck i usually don't play the best deck so that's why right. that's why I like this one. Nobody was on it, and it's it just seems like it, it beat it beat the best decks at the time. But if like the format right now, the format I find it like in a really weird place where like everyone's re- not respecting mono green anymore, and I feel like if that continues, red black's gonna be more popular, and this deck's probably not gonna be the best fit. But if mono right. green starts to pick up again, then I'm definitely like p- playing this deck just because I feel like red black's not the easiest matchup, and I don't want to be going against too many red black decks with my Sakdos deck. The thing that's kind of interesting about Pioneer and why I like it as much as I do uh, as opposed to other formats is I like how while there is like a distinguished meta, mm-hmm. there's also a lot of people who play a deck so much that they just become like really good with these weird off meta decks. Like you have people like uh, like Claudio that'll play Niv to Light. Yeah. You know, in every MTGO uh, event and like 
consistently top with Niv to light and nobody else can top with Niv to light and stuff like that. No, so yeah. I really like seeing when people are like, uh, able to take a deck and really make it their own. But I also, as somebody who also switches decks a lot, depending on how the format goes, uh, I think that it's the best idea to just wait and see, make your decision later. I mean, if nobody's respecting mono green, maybe it's time to just sleeve up some forests, right? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, if, if people like don't respect, it, I'll probably just sleeve up mono green because it's. I still feel like it's the strongest deck, and people are aren't playing like spirits and boros because like the decks that don't beat mono green beat those decks. So right, yeah. So if there's less spirits and less boros, it's probably time to sleeve up mono green. You play Pioneer, you play Modern. I assume you play some form of Standard probably on Arena. Yeah, yeah. I, I, What's the best format? Uh, right now, uh, with if people... with Because Pioneer is a really, really good format Like when everybody agrees to like not play Mono Green. You can do whatever you want, have the time, like have a great time. But then, I don't know, Mono Green's still here. But right now, right now I'm having a lot of fun with Pioneer. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. There was no wrong answer. If you wanted to play Modern, <laughs> that's fine. I, no, it's, it's... I've not been enjoying the... Uh, the 80 card <laughs> your like omnath to fairy stacks no uh it, that just kind of ruins modern for I me i agree if the rcqs weren't modern i wouldn't be playing modern I, i'm not the biggest fan of modern my, my decision was standard and pioneer but i don't play a lot of standard right now so it's it's yeah, definitely pioneer. i'm only playing the pioneer rcqs yeah i don't want to play i don't want to play modern no yeah yeah but no we're having a lot of fun uh playing a lot of decks in pioneer um you're done with the uh, RCQs, though. You can't play anymore, I don't think, yes, right? Yes, I am done. I can. I went to the beach this weekend down here. I, 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 took, <laughs> I took the weekend off. I took my daughter, took my wife, and we had a good time. Yeah, Living the life while the rest of us are out here grinding. <laughs> yeah. See, I see. yeah, I get to relax. No, definitely definitely deserved. Uh, that field was crazy full of white-blue control players. Yeah, yeah. I think you definitely picked the deck to show up with it at the event. Uh, there was actually zero mono green players in our like twenty two player event. Yeah, I think I heard. Uh, I, like I didn't know how much there was. I think someone said there was one, but I don't. I don't. I, I didn't see it at all. So if there was zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty happy that the Pats event got capped, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna go to this event no matter what. My friends were gonna go to the other one. I told them to drop me off on the way, and I was gonna wait outside for like three, four hours. But because but, I just want to play Pioneer. I'm more confident in Pioneer than Modern. But it Makes sense to me. But yeah, but then... Mm-hmm. I think it was a blast uh, battling with you. Thanks for definitely coming on here. We've got your list, and we're going to put that also in the podcast description here. Um, is there anything you want to reach out and tell anybody? Anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, just uh, I, I'm, I used to Twitch on and off, but I'm now with my job more stabilized. I'm going to start streaming under Mental Misclick on Twitch, mentalmisclick.tv. It's a great uh, name. Yeah, I love that name. When I came up with it, I instantly like, put it. And then I changed my, I got I like a new arena account and everything, and it was great. But I'm going to start streaming next week from 5.30 p.m. Central to 7.30 or whenever. Like do one league a day, probably. Pioneer. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll probably see me in your chat. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> complaining about your sleeves. Yeah. Uh, so you better pick good sleeves. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll get some. All right, man. I'll find some Thanks good ones. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me again. Are you, and uh, uh, are you guys going to the San Antonio one next week, I think? I, I am going to the San Antonio. I'm from San Antonio. Yeah, that's why I asked. That yeah. event is actually, factually less than a mile from my house. Nice. I think I think so, uh, two of our teammates, the, the he was there, the... I think he I think he made a trade with you for the Nyctos. He's already qualified too. He qualified this past week. 
So we're both nice, qualified. Good, yeah. good. But it was a modern one. He's more confident in modern. But yeah, but the our rest good. of our teammates. Somebody's gotta be. Yeah, our rest of our teammates are gonna be there. And I don't know if I'm gonna make oh, the drive. Can't wait to see y'all. Yeah, I'll probably make the drive just to hang out, like just because it's like a one day okay, thing. It'll be, yeah. it'll be a blast. That event's gonna be kind of wild because it's like a fifty dollar buy in, and yeah. they're paying out cash. Oh wow! Yeah, that's great. But it, it also might keep a lot of people away. So it might be like a randomly a really small event. Oh, okay, yeah. And if it's like randomly like some like 16-person, $50 buy-in salt fest, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that so, happening, yeah. Or like if you don't make 16 players, I think it becomes like uh, five rounds cut to top four. Oh, really? It's like super cutthroat instead. Yeah. You just can't like lose. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been to one of those, but it could get wild. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see what we our team decide. We're working on like some brews too, like which is weird in Pioneer, like with this like established format. But like Pioneer is just so like crazy. I feel like right now, like you can do whatever you want as long as you're having fun. Oh yeah, yeah, (laughs) and you learn your deck. I'm gonna be uh, probably just running back the mono red again. I've got just a little too much time under testing with it to switch, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm hoping that uh, we don't run into your sack list, but yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my buddies has literally picked up exactly your sack list. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I should, maybe I should as well. But yeah, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna die in the ring of honor. So, <laughs> but thanks for coming on here, man. You've been great. No problem. See you in a week or so. Yeah, it's been a blast. Thanks. All right, back to you, Ruckman. And we're back. Awesome Rick, interview, Ricky. Thanks. Thank you for uh, thank you for organizing that for us. And uh, shout outs to, uh, to Milo or to uh, Milo. He is uh, mental misclick at Twitch TV. Oh, cool. go, good Twitch go, name. Uh, go check Milo out there. I keep wanting to say Miro, but that's a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get into these challenges real quick. Uh, hey, looks like, uh, you know, luckily, uh, Rakdos, at least on, uh, on Saturday is on a bit of a decline, uh, for Saturday's top eight, starting in seventh place, you have Toner Chav on, uh, what is this deck list? Indomitable Creativity, Obnixilis, World Spine Worm. Oh, this is that deck list you want to talk about, Ricky. We'll come back to this. We will definitely come back to this one. Uh, sixth place, name not important with Jun Sacrifice. Fifth place, Omega Genesis on on uh, they're calling it four color ramp, but it's just the Rakdos mid range. The, the Rakdos mid range. It's just Modern Green Devotion with Nicole Bolas. Right. Um, fourth place, we have Sneaky Masato on Is It Phoenix. In third place, we have Strondens on more of the classical take on mono green Karm. We're playing one of Vivian Arcbow Ranger. In second place, we have Max Attack on Bant Humans. And first place, we have 420 Enter the Dragon, just 420 Dragon on Azorius Control. So obviously we've seen a bunch of these decks before, nothing really fancy to talk about here. But I know, Ricky, the seventh place list is one you really wanted to talk about. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so, why, so let's take a look at this here. Uh, two World Spine Worm, two of Nixles the Adversary, two Blood Chief's Thirst, two Clinging to Dust, two Fatal Push, three Fiery Impulse, one Rotten Reunion, four Thought Seas, two Dreadbore, three Fire Prophecy, four Hunt for Specimens, four Inaudible Creativity, 
two Umbral Juke, and three Valakut's Awakening, and four Fable of the Mirror Breaker. So what's good on this deck list, Ricky? Uh, so this deck is super dope, mainly because it's just like a Indomitable Creativity deck uh, that's just planning to get its two World Spine Worms out and uh, either sack one to an Obnixilis to make a 15 loyalty Obnixilis and uh, draw a bunch of cards <laughs> or maybe kill your opponent by making them draw cards, whichever, whichever works for you. Hunt for Specimens lets you get Mascot Exhibition out of your sideboard, which is really cute. Uh, you also gain a bunch of life because you randomly make a bunch of pests. Like, it makes so many tokens in this. Fable of Mirror Breaker, of course, just a broken card in general. Um, I think just copying um, World Spine Worm is pretty darn good. Umbral Juke is a sick card. Umbral Juke is a sick card. You could make a, make a token or... Uh, we can make our uh, mono green opponent sack their Karn. Okay. Is it says it says a creature or planeswalker, right? So if they have a creature, they can sacrifice the planeswalker, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to sacrifice the planeswalker. I mean, that's what I mean. No, right. no, yeah. Yeah. We need to kill their elves first, but yeah, not we're as playing good, enough removal. But... We're playing enough removal. I mean, look, we got a lot of one man removal going on here. I like rotten reunion. Just like a random one of it. It does what you want. It makes a token, and it exiles a graveyard. So you know. Cling to Dust, just more Graveyard Hate main board, because why not? Um, this deck just seems so sweet. This is like this is like enlightened Rakdos. Like we play like a bunch of the mid-rangey cards, and then our, our threats are just eventually will creativity for some world spine worms. They get stuck in our hand, we can dump them to like hunt for yeah. specimens and the learn trigger, or to like uh Valakut's Awakening, or to our fiery prophecy. Yeah, World Spine Worm also just turns any discard into just a free draw. Right. Um, like, I don't know. This deck seems really hot to me. I think if you want to play a creativity deck, this looks like a much better creativity deck than other lists I've seen rolling around. Like, definitely Torrential Gear Hulk. Torrential Gear Hulk's cute. But uh, World Spine Worm out here just killing them dead, right? Yeah. Obnixilis. That's a big boy. So I kind of like this take of like in between, like it's not going to lose to sack because you don't really play a lot of high value creatures to steal. Uh huh. And like, you don't have any like walkers that need defending other than like Obnixilis, but like his, his copy kind of protects him for you. Yeah. Um, I think this deck just sort of feels like it's, it's got quite a bit of dig to get to the creativity with like fable Valakut's Awakening, uh, Fiery Prophecy, Hunt for Specimens. Like, I just like this list a lot. For sure. Uh, let's scroll on down to 28th place. We have Scipios Skip- on Golgari Ramp, which is, again, our kind of green devotion deck list. But now we're playing Vraska Golgari Queen to sacrifice an Ugin's Nexus. Uh, we also have an Ugin's Nexus on the board. Maybe this is pretty interesting here because, I mean, you know, sometimes it does just take an extra turn to, to combo off, but it also stops the Phoenix players from taking the extra turn. That's kind of the interaction there. And then just underneath him, them in 29th place, we have playing by your teammate, Island Go Sammy on the uh, kind of a combo build between what we've seen. So we've got Nicole Bolas, Dragon God. We've got Vraska in the main here. And then our Uga's Nexus in the side. What do you think of the inclusion of Uga's Nexus now? Um, It's like... It's weird, but like 
decks like this because they don't like really run a sideboard. They just run like a wishboard. Yeah. Like it's really easy to find just like, well, like I'm having trouble with this matchup, so we can use this card or like, I just kind of want one more turn against the hyper aggro decks. Right. Mm -hmm. So we can just go get this and take one more turn. How close are we getting to mono green just being utterly lost in the sauce of some of these builds? Uh, I think we're there. I don't. We're there. I don't believe you put Nicobol's Dragon God into a deck unless you're already lost in the sauce. Yeah, Chris, you got any thoughts? Um, no. I think that the Ugit's Nexus thing is a, is a little bit cute. Uh, most of the time, like the whole point of having your two card combo is so that you can you can win the game. You know, uh-huh. this deck uh, is made of cute. Like it plays the Chain Veil. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think it's certainly fun. I think there are some decks that could that could use this. I'm just not sure this is one of them. I think people found this card again. It was popular a little while ago, and and again, I think there's definitely some ways you can use this card. I, I will tell you, I think we could have a, a lot of discussions. Feel free to hit us up in our in our Discord if you want to chat about a little bit about like artifacts being the future, given that we're about to see Dominaria. So I think like picking up cards like this, given that it's a, a buck or two, are totally fine, given that it's an old mythic. And, and seeing what happens, right? Like, we've already got some really strong artifacts out of uh, Kamigawa, honestly, that I thought were pretty good. You know, between Oni Colt Anvil, um, I think that the blue version, Moonsnare Prototype, is the name of the card I think is good. Uh, that one that, you know, lets you play cards for free, the one-mana red card. That's a common. Uh, experimental Synthesizer? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think there's going to be a cool artifact deck coming up that's not necessarily just the Scissors deck, so... I think that these cards are not not bad to remind us. Hey, there's some pretty busted artifacts out there that you could be playing and doing some stuff with. But, but I'm not sure that uh, not sure this is like the way you necessarily want to be going. But it's a one of an sideboard. So hey, and if you're playing an artifact deck, you're gonna want the best artifact card, Karn, the Great Creator. That's right. Oh, and if all your opponents are playing artifact decks, you're gonna want the best anti-artifact card, Karn, Karn the Great Creator. The great creator. <laughs> yeah. I hate this card. Please remove yeah. this card from existence. Yeah. Just remove War of the Spark. <laughs> Please remove War of the Spark. And all of Ruckman's boxes of War of the Spark that he owes various oh people. Oh my god, I will be so, like, my debt my debt relief would just be insane. Don't Stop talking about student debt relief. Talk about Ruckman's box debt relief. Is this is this Milo here in 25th place on the, uh, is it Phoenix deck? Or is it a different spelling? Um, In the, hold on. In that challenge? He said he got Mana Traders like two weeks ago. Yeah, this could be it. It could could be for their crew. That's misclick. Yeah. No. You don't think that's how they, you don't think that's like a cute, like, No, that's really cute. His is mental misclick. Mental misclick. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Moving on. Ready to move on? (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Sunday's challenge. In eighth place, we have Bob the Dog on Azorius Control. In seventh place, we have Canister on Boros Aggro, which is, of course, our... Uh, it's been a while. What are we just, this is like Bor- been, It's been a while, for sure. Uh, is we just like Boros Prowess now? Like, what are we calling this deck? Still like, call it Featherless even... Feather. Okay, all right. Call it Featherless Feather. Uh, sixth place, Rodrigo Pinhero on Azorius Control. In fifth place, we have Oddly Uneven on Mono White Humans. Fourth place, we have The Great Slob on Boris Agra, Feathless Feather. In third place, we have Darius89 on Azorius Control. In second place, we have Bird Boy Ryan on Abzan Greasefang. And in first place, 
we have Feist M on Bant Spirits. Wow, it looks like uh, we people came ready to punch back against Rakdos, huh? Uh, yeah, and uh, and against like the mono green decks that were floating in the top eight. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing really like. I, I hate to be like, there's nothing exciting because I I do think this Pioneer metagame. Look at this Boros Agrodex. This is exciting. This, we haven't seen these in forever. Eh, they bounce around here and there. I, I think obviously these cards, like these uh, decks, have a really really sick matchup against Mono Green in particular. Yeah. Um. And then again, like you are dodging a little bit of removal with your with your God's Willings. Um, I do want to point out that we're now playing for Homestead Courage, a card that I've been advocating since it came out. I thought that card was really, really good, and uh, now we're now we're here. So, yeah, I just, I, I, my my whole thing is just like I really like this meta game. I think this is like honestly has turned into probably one of the better pioneer meta games, if not the best pioneer meta game. There's a lot of back and forth, and it feels like you know one week. Every deck, like there's a different deck favored, but it's all kind of like the same deck. So yeah. I think it's a very strong metagame, but I think there's like, besides a minor card tweak here and there, like innovation feels very far, but in like. Mm, I think we're still in a great era of innovation. A lot of these lists that are breaking through after like being like gone for like se- several weeks are, are able to do so because maybe because the format shifted or maybe because they've changed some cards up. And just picking the right deck at the right time is like super important right now. Uh, as I greatly illustrated in an amazing, uh, highly scientific your fl- document, your flow chart, the flow chart, right? You have hyper aggro, which beats up mono green, which beats up all the Rakdos decks, which beat up on the hyper aggro decks. And then Phoenix is doing Phoenix stuff in the corner. And if you leave them alone too long, then you're going to have a problem. Your ledgers are going to get shredded, right? With and then control copium, and then control just kind copium of... just sitting in the middle and going like, "Oh no, control is still the best deck in the format." March of Otherworldly Light is basically path to exile, and I think that's that's the format. And yeah. then you have like other random decks that come up and do well, and people who specialize, right? Those are always going to be outliers. But for the main five like pillars of the format right now, you're looking at like. Hyper aggro, beating mono green variants, which which beat up on Rakdos variants, which beat up on hyper aggro. Sure. Uh, can we come on down to 32nd place, though? Sure. What did you find? So with uh, Soul MBA underscore Airwave for Golgari Midrange. Here is a true to form Golgari Midrange list. We got Obosh Prey Piercer as our companion, playing three Elvish Mystic, four Lana War Elves. Four, ty- four, four Graveyard Trespasser, one Leon Heretical Healer, four Lovestruck Beast, three Murderous Rider, two Old Rutstein, one Tireless Tracker, two Elder Gargroth, two Vivian Monster's Advocate, one Frask of the Unseen, uh, two Blood Chiefs Thirst, four Fatal Push, four Thoughtseize. Wow. This is, so, this is some innovation. What does Old Rutstein do, Ruckman? Old Rutstein is a three it's one black green for a one four legendary creature human peasant uh old rutsteed enters the battlefield oh, sorry when it enters the battlefield or at the beginning of your upkeep melee card if a land card is milled this way create a treasure token if a creature card is milled this way create a one one green insect creature token if a non-creature not land card is milled this way create a blood token why does it say or at the beginning of your upkeep melee card 
Uh, so it triggers when it enters the battlefield, and then it keeps happening at your upkeep. You would think it would say whenever, right? It's when like, no. when when and card name enters the and. battlefield, or shouldn't that say and at the beginning of your upkeep? Uh, no. So no, because it not? can't it can't come into play before your upkeep. Whereas, like uh, the Titans say. Whenever this creature, I, know, I think the the Titans even say or. Yeah, right? I guess when it enters the battlefield or attacks. Yes. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but that phrasing throws me off a little bit. But how is deflecting palm phrased? <laughs> the uh, similar to Elder Gargaroth. The real card that's giving me flashbacks here is in the sideboard with Invoke Despair. This card is not this card not is the Davriel Shadow Mage or the Gaze of Granite. Those are cool. But Invoke Despair, I'm telling you, is a real, real, real magic card. That man, this deck has so many uh, Pioneer Progression series highlights. I should break. I should finish editing that episode and start that oh, series up again. But what is in here? That's even the Her- Gaze of Granite, Lifebane Zombie. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you know, Swamp. I've played Frasca <laughs> the Unseen before. Have you? You have at least. I think I have too. I don't think we've made it to Origins yet. We did do Origins. Did any of us get any Flipwalkers? No, we haven't done Origins. Oh, no, we did M14. Yeah. Oh, okay. This Frask is from uh, Ravnica, though. Yeah. Uh, Putrefy. We played Putrefy. Wait, why are we playing Vraska the Unseen in this deck? This card is not... It's a fi- this card is not good. It's a fi- It's a five-mana Planeswalker. Oh, my God. That destroys a thing. We can blow up Karn. Listen, they couldn't afford Liliana's, okay? They do. The Liliana's are in the sideboard. Oh, dang, that I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised Liliana of the Last Hope is only like, what is that, 10, 12 bucks? Uh, she, she got, got reprinted in Double Masters. Masters. Oh. And nobody whoa. wanted it. Yeah. Wow. Except, unless it's the fancy uh, etched Wasn't that card like $35, like somewhat recently? Yeah. Yeah. Pick dang. them up now. Thank you, Double Masters. Ah, I think the card is definitely a good pickup if you can find one for like yeah, July twenty six dollars. Yeah, you guys notice wow. that like hopeful initiates are like seven bucks now. Yeah, hopeful initiate the crappy one mana white card with training. Yeah, no, that's very good in standard and now pioneer yeah, seven dollars. Dang, wild. Yeah. Anyways, pick up your cop. Go back in time. Pick I mean, up your fights copies. Grease Fang, right? Yeah. This deck is sweet. All right. Uh, ten out of ten would fight rigging, but you know. Well, let me and let me ask a question. Wasn't like Soul NBA had a different name, right? Remember, because we were talking about like Soul Bad no, Guy there was, NBA. There was another like Soul Bad Guy bird. There was another Soul. Something it was bad definitely guy. Soul NBA something though. A hundred percent. We've only discussed okay. this name before. But I yeah, don't but it wasn't Airwave at the end. It was something else. Wow. It was like Digimon or something, right? Yeah, something Digimon probably. Now we got to find out. I mean, this is this <laughs> this is the. Uh, this is the episode to do it in, right? Right. If there was an episode. There's also Soul NBA Gallade. That's what it That's was. The That's one. the one. Yeah, Gallade yeah, yeah. the Digimon. Gallade, yeah, yeah. Gallade the Digimon. It's like a Digimon, okay? It's a yeah. mon, all right? All right. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about some League Spice here real quick, and then uh, we'll start wrapping things up, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, I want to talk about 36 underscore chambers with this uh, blue-white temple list. This is for Chris. Uh, four Ledge Shredder, four Brazen Borrower, one... Ninja of the of Deep, the deep hours. hours. Thank you, Ruckman. <laughs> four Spell Queller, three Archangel Avacyn, three The Wandering Emperor, two Faithful Absence, four Lofty Denial, 
four divide by zero, four portable hole, three sky shark. Sh- sh- oh, toast wow. typhoon. Toast. That's toast, about how tonight went. <laughs> shark typhoon. Toast typhoon. No. This deck feels like a Yorian pile, but there's no Yorian. 36 underscore chambers sees the matrix. That's all I can yeah. say. There are, uh, three, like, there are three different lessons to grab in the sideboard. They're not just only going for mascot exhibition. It's illegal. Uh, oh, wow. Teaching the archaics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I, I really love Divide by Zero. I think I think Divide by Zero I have found is a little better in decks that want to be like finding certain cards. Because again, you don't necessarily have to learn. You can just rummage. But like, it's a really good delay spell that a lot of people don't expect. And it's a, just an all-around answer, right? It's anything that you want, get it back to the hand. Whether or not I it's a learned. spell, a permanent. Yeah. What's that? I never learn. We have yeah. we have Texas Public Education. Yeah, divide by zero is banned in standard. By the way, I know that's the thing, right? The the card the cards insane. We've we've got good old fashioned uh, Sea Dash or Octopus. We've got just powerful cards with Ledger Shredder. Sorry, and Ninja of the Deep Hours. Ninja of the Deep. You know what I'm saying? I had to explain it to the people though. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then you like saying our listeners are dumb. No, it's just been a while. You know what I'm saying? They've they've had a lot it's of a uh, they've had a lot of Halo in between now. In our right. in our first episodes, we were talking about <laughs> Ninja of the Deep Hours, aka Sea Dash or Octopus. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is like a, a really good tempo deck, right? And Divide by Zero is just another card that really helps you with your help you with the tempo. I think White's obviously an insane color with like the removal you get right now between uh, Portable Hole and Fateful Absence. The Wandering Emperor is one of the best Planeswalkers in the formats. Archangel Aviston, really strong, probably a little expensive for like what this deck needs. But Hold on, you're going to talk about busted white cards. You're not going to mention Faithful. You're not going to really go into how much you hate Faithful Absence again. No, I, I did just mention Faithful Absence. I said it's got good removal. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but like talk about how broken it is. And how no, no, it's it's that I it's that the card's exceptionally strong and like it it's uh-huh. it's not interesting white design to me that was the whole point of that conversation was that like this is obviously a strong card all i heard is old man chris said white cards need to get off my lawn and be bad again that's pretty much give me divine gambit or give me death listen long time listeners of the podcast which we have at least four of okay they know that we've been talking about how bad white is for a long time in a lot of things right and I think yeah. Wandering Emperor is cool. I think some of the things they got, like, where it's just, hey, here's just insane strong removal, just comes at a time where I'm like, man, this is just really rough. Given Would you me. say that white being bad is its heritage? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, like, whites typically had, like, really strong, like, inexpensive creatures, right? They've had, like, uh-huh. uh, limited removal. But, uh-huh. you know, we just... All the other cards got in, got more insane, and White got a little left behind. So here's White catching up, you know. Ah, okay. So now we're relying on generational wealth. That's exactly right. That's oh where my we're going. God. With. That's okay. where we're going, guys. Tomic <laughs> uh, in the sideboard here, and uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, blue and white, I think, gives you some of the strongest answers in the format, and you've got some pretty powerful creatures and planeswalkers and Ledger Shredder and Wandering Emperor. So like, here you go. You know, I think I think decks like this is just like another kind of tempo deck. I'm not sure this is any better than Spirits, but uh, if you wanted to learn this deck and play it, like I think people, there were so many mistakes that RCQ we were at. Everybody was a little nervous, right? There was a lot of things going on. Um, I countered a spell with the spell pierce when my opponent had a bunch of mana up because they were just like, oh, I'm going to counter it in response. And I was like, okay, you, you could have just, like I didn't tell them this, but like, they could have just paid for my spell pierce. I just wanted to tap out a mana and they like wasted a card in their hand. 
and you know they just everybody's nervous right we'll chalk it up to that there's a lot of players coming back out playing paper for the first time in a long time everybody's pretty poor you know so that's where like having reps on your deck is going to be the most important that's where like gargs was playing esper enchantments but like they've been playing a a lot of esper enchantments and they were crushing they were destroying people you know like and, and there's so much going on with that Talk deck. Talk about innovation. That deck was hot. Gargs, if you haven't posted your deck list, I'm pretty sure you posted it in the Discord already. Post it again. Throw it up. But it, it was it's just a deck where, like, you know, there, there's even there's such a high ceiling on that deck. It definitely wasn't played perfectly. But, like, the opponents never had an idea what was going on, you know? No. So it was it was such, like, you know, and it was pretty it was pretty crushing. They didn't know. But that like, was such a weird deck to try to thought seize. <laughs> right, right. All the cards are so powerful and like the format just wasn't fast enough or like you could kind of sideboard into the answers in Esper. The answers are so good. If you needed the answers, they were there, but you could take it slower and your enchantment synergy package was just insane. Like I think decks like that are so good because again, like what do you take with the Thoughtseize? All the cards kind of do the same thing. Obviously Thoughtseize is very prevalent in this format. So I think synergy decks that are a little resilient to Thoughtseize while still having access to good answers uh, are absolutely fine to play. So you know, that was a deck that you're not going to see that, you know, uh, top eighting any challenges, right? Yeah. But you you could see it take down an RCQ because being familiar with it, having answers to the format are so important. And I guess what you've got here, right? Strong strong creatures, strong threats, powerful answers. Again, you know, your thoughts ease. I guess you're taking a, a, a strong threat here, but it, it could be tough. Uh, let's see here. August Rush is a pretty cool... Uh, I think this is a deck like Spike tries to play a lot in Explorer... Uh, it's like this Lotus Field, Blood Sun, Jeskai deck list. Uh, it's kind of cool. We got Fiery Impulse, Marshall the Will of Light, Faithful Absence, Valakut's Awakening. Remember, Daily Sell the Records, just continuity, farewell with uh, a Narset, uh, Three Wandering Emperor, and Fortuary Hero of Dominaria. Uh, I think just like Lotus Field, Blood Sun, like, look, everyone's tried it and not like all the time. Uh, it's cool when it happens, if not like, eh. Yep. That's about right. <laughs> I don't think you could have summed uh, it up any better. <laughs> Uh, Flux Jammer on Slesnia Auras with Generous Visitor. And this card art always weirds me out, but like, I this deck is $250 now. What happened? Uh, oh, it's all the man, lens. Mana Conflict. It's, it's mana, the lens. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the lens. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, don't right, forget right. Illuminator Virtuoso because you target it with Auras. Yeah. So that's, that's like a huge one there where you're giving a double strike and then trying to protect it with your, with your, uh, Auras. So, yeah. And I like, we got like the Alpha Authority for the Tutor, Warbriar Blessing, Rune of Sustenance. Yeah, there's some fun uh, light pause targets here. Uh, yeah, if you get, if you have this mana base, though, this deck is like dirt, dirt cheap. I don't, uh, do you need the mana confluence really with this deck? Uh, I, I think you can get away with not having mana confluence and building this deck. Yeah, probably. It may be, it may be better with it because like you're going to be doing some, some life linking and whatnot, but there's just, you know. Yeah. So this is like I really hope Dominaria United we either get um Painland reprints or we just get the Fastlands early. Yeah, right. There's certain colors that are missing stuff. Green white's definitely like now. I think before it was red black that was hit the hardest. I think now it's definitely green white that's hit the hardest by the lack of the lands. Yeah. I just want you guys to know that I found a league uh list here that okay. I've already talked about many times before. Okay. I'm talking about it again. Okay. It? It's literally the bottom, second to bottom list. Uh, this is the blue white metalwork Colossus deck uh, okay. by World Waker Two. Okay. Uh, this deck is dirt cheap, and in fact, while we've been talking, 
Uh, I just ordered a playset of the Metalwork Colossus that's drawn <laughs> by a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that says, I'm here to save the world as the flavor text. Because that's amazing. Uh, and this deck is hilarious. This deck's amazing. You guys talk about Moonsnare Prototype. This is like, in my opinion, the prime Moonsnare Prototype deck. You just play a bunch of like cheapo common and uncommon artifacts to eventually... Brass Knuckles is so funny in this deck. To eventually just try to like cheese your opponent with like a metalwork colossus and then like the sanctum of ugin to like tutor up more metalwork colossi this is just the funniest deck i just hand weird battlements just to give it haste you can make red off of your spire of industry like this deck is hilarious and i think literally the whole deck uh if you bought like everything straight up is 155 dollars and like 11 of that is portable holes. And 50 of that is your hallowed fountains. fountains. Yeah, exactly. So like probably if you already have portable holes and hallow, uh, hallowed fountains, uh, this deck costs you like basically under a hundred dollars, man. See, these are the kind of decks. Like I'm like, you know, I'm really hyper RCQCs right now, but like, I can't play dumb decks like this at no. FM because I need to keep practicing RCQCs. You can't play this deck anyway. You would never see a metalwork Colossus and you and I both know it. Like, no, 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 no. See, oh, I'd see fun it. fact. I'll find it. I've, I have played Metalwork Colossus when it was in the standard. I've played these decks before. Like, I'm in on this. I've played Glint Nest, Crane, and Metalwork Colossus in my day. It knows. It remembers. Okay. It remembers. It, it knows you did it good, huh? Uh, but, okay. But I want to rebuttal Ricky's 5-0. No, I saw yours. I, I left it for prototype. you. I know it's for you. I want to talk about Stanku's deck list with four Ledger Shredder, four Herald of Anguish, Three Narset Parter Avails, two Karn Scion of Urza, four Fatal Push, four Deadly Dispute, four Metallic Rebuke, four Blood Fountain, four Moonsnare Prototype, four Witching Well. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, look, Ricky has shown me the truth of Herald of Anguish. And uh, while I do think not having Fable here is kind of a bummer, I love me some Ledger Shredder, and we are just going to make it happen, Captain. Uh, isn't Stanku, like, the really good Outcast album? I think that's Stank Anya. <laughs> um but i mean i like witching well i like moon snare prototype i like all these cards i think this is a sweet deck i'm not sold on narset and karn that's yeah. where i'm that's where i'm like i don't know chief yeah i'm, I'm not on the narsets i'm not but <laughs> like what does it do I, I here? it doesn't draw us so we know. gotta we gotta stop those those phoenix players in the league queues yeah we gotta stop those duke boys right i'm foiling all my crooked schemes i mean look it also you know shuts down fable the mirror breaker like you want to pitch cards to it go for it nerd nerd you won't salmonator 777 with the grinny ignis deck like once again i we don't really have the time to go into all of the um the league dumpster there's always fun stuff here which is why i always link them so be sure to go check this one out along with all the others uh real quick do you want to mention like we said up top um the Mana Traders this month is Pioneer. Any any quick deck recommendations for the people at home uh, if they're trying to think about what to play? If you don't know what to play, play a deck that kills your opponent very quickly and plays a lot of one-drops. Yeah, I I'm think... Not, I'm not kidding. Like, if you if you have no idea where to go in the format, pick your flavor of hyper-aggro deck, be it mono-blue spirits, be it mono-red aggro, be it red-white heroic, and just beat down and learn how to beat down. If you know the format and don't know what to play, 
I say Rakdos mid-range. Yeah, I think yeah. if you've got the cards Rakdos, I think I think there's a lot of cards that do well. Uh, I'm always kind of a fan of, like, it, you know, I think if you're trying to win, I'm not sure it's the best choice, but, like, Grease Fang is just kind of one of those decks you could just kind of spike luck with. And I think the Absent, the Absent Grease Fang deck is really strong right now. Yeah, and I, I just think there's, one, there's, like, several different flavors of Grease Fang you can build. So, like, whatever three-color yeah. mana base you have, you know, again, if you have Mardu, you should probably just play red-black uh, mid-range style decks, like, Again, you've got a lot of draw, a lot of answers in that style deck, but either Esper or Abzan, I think, are both really, really good. Um, I think if you're, you know, think you can dodge a little bit of Graveyard Hate, then you can play Traverse the Wall. That's an insanely good card that helps you find your Grease Fangs. I still think Esper is fine because it gives you the more answers. I'm working yeah. on, like, a little more low-to-the-ground version, Ledger Shredder, because, like, I think Stormwing Entities are a really good card into this metagame, um, which, again, I'm not sure you should play this weekend, but I do think Stormwing Entity is, if you've got a deck that can play it, uh, either a good sideboard card or a good one main deck, one or two of, because it gets I, I around Fatal Push and whatnot. I, th- I think that's such great advice right now. I mean, yeah, like, very, it's like, they kind of like Dreadboar's the only out for Rakdos range against that card. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the format, like, I'm not going to just say outright, just pick up Rakdos range. I do think that deck uh, requires some amount of format knowledge on it. Like with your fable triggers and stuff like that, what the thought season and whatnot too. Um, I'm just not going to recommend sack online unless you were like really proficient with Mitko. Like there's be so many clicks to do, so yeah. I would just skip that deck. Although that deck is gross. Hey, for two dollars uh, earlier, a card that I was like, hey, artifacts are good. Uh, Weir of Invention, I think, is a card that I want to spec on at two dollars. Like Weir? Uh, ten dollars. You know, get get yourself uh, get yourself a playset for for eight bucks right and then let's see what happens when the artifacts come out because that card's pretty insane (laughs) you know uh yeah you got to have triple blue which i know is its its own thing but uh like tutoring any artifact out of your deck uh has traditionally been pretty good it's gotten a lot of cards banned and so you know something something to keep an eye out on weird for sure where 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 who who what What? invention huh where uh, we're gonna make, are we going to make a Weirs on second uh, skit? Who's the caveman? Chris has loved Word of Invention like before the card was printed. I think he literally like described the card to me before it was existing. He willed it dream. into existence. Chris, Chris manifested. Hey, we're still out here playing Monk class, all right? Like, I, I believe in these cards I picked. They are strong cards. Are you? You're, you have not mentioned Monk class in like a year. I'm telling yeah. you, it's good. Actually. It's good in a Yorian deck. If you want an extra, if you want some spice, like uh-huh. you want a budget Yorian deck, uh-huh. like, you know, you can you can bounce your own Yorian with, uh, with the Monk class or theirs, and it's Look, just a lot all of All I'm going to say is you didn't hitch your wagon to Monk class as hard as you did with Wishclaw. No, true, but wish class you to play. I don't have to. I've you know if you yeah. if you love something, let it go, Ruckman. Right? You, well, you got. I'm saying is is it time to rehitch the wagon to monk class? Um, no. maybe we'll see. I think once RCQ season's over and like you know we're we're definitely ah grinding. Ah, once we can play, once we can play bad cards again. Once we can play bad cards again. If you were to throw a dart at Eldraine rares, there's like a ninety percent chance you hit an actual busted magic card. So, like, literally just hitching yourself to literally any Eldraine rare, like, you were bound to hit, right? Eventually, you're going to hit. They're, all those cards yeah. are broken. Is Kuneros an Eldraine? No. No. He's a Theros. Beyond that. I have, oh, hold on. I have one right here. There we go. Theros, you're right. Death. Is that a reach? Can we get yeah. a textless Kuneros? 
Uh, all right, real quick, let's end this episode on the Patreon mailbag. Of course, I want to say thank you to our patrons for us, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Uh, three awesome tiers available, so be sure to join it. Yet the one, if you join at the very basic lowest tier, you can ask a weekly mailbag question, and it might sound something like this. This comes from current Crew 3 champion Lemon Lyman. Will Pioneer ever have unconditional land destruction like Stone Rain? Should it? Yeah. If they reprint Acidic Slime, you'll never see me again. Is Acidic Slime not in the format? I guarantee you it's nope, in the format. No, no. Uh, if it was in the format, you would never see me not playing it's, an Acidic Slime deck. Is that like, tw- it's like Magic 2012? Yeah, but you, you can't play Acidic Slime. Trust me. Like, you, we would all be ramping into that and blanking it so hard. <laughs> no, I promise you, I can, oh, if less I'm crazy, you cannot play Acidic Slime in Pioneer. Ah, uh, Magic 2013 yeah, strikes I was gonna again. Say, ah. I cashed three consecutive, like, TCG player and SCG events playing, like, um, some kind of, like, junk acidic slime reanimator deck i remember Man. resto angeling and acidic slime so i assumed yep. it came yeah, out it was in it was in 2010 2011 2012 2013 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so man could you imagine just like kikiing your acidic slimes can you imagine like literally just any card that exists now that blinks because like everything does now yorian right, your your acidic slimes eldrazi displacer sure like, I think I think that unconditional land destruction is fine. We technically have it. Uh, you it's guys just are just not cheap. You guys are just cowards. You guys won't play ruin and rubble or whatever. Rubble. It reading? costs four mana. Is the problem? Yeah, it pretty steadily uh, costs four mana. Let's survey the wreckage. I played rubble reading. I think is the one that destroys a land for four mana, and then you scry two. Yeah, it's from uh, Ravnica Allegiance. Yeah, and I played that card in standard because that's how oppressive Field of the Dead was. It was or survey the wreckage, five mana destroy target land, create a one one red goblin creature token. You get a goblin token for that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. See value. I think that's playable. What's the devoid one? Isn't there like a colorless? Crumble one? the dust. It's crumble the dust. Crumble yeah. the dust. Yeah. It hits a. Because I play that against land. Tron all the time. Yeah, you play that against Tron. It's a non-basic land, and then all the lands are the same name. Yeah. I think what the real question is, will there be unconditional land destruction in reason? Like, will we be one day able to Ponza in Pioneer? Um, probably not. I don't think Stone Rain, even though it is technically printed in Pioneer, uh, via, via Strixhaven's, like, weird, everybody gets a masterpiece, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and a close call of Pillage getting added back to Pioneer. <laughs> that's a throwback huh oh man so many pies i need to go back and figure out if we have any outstanding pie bets that need to be cashed in man i don't think we do sure. I, th- I think that we do i think we've got oh is it is it snapcaster is it a snapcaster one I i've, I've snapcaster. already taken pies for snapcaster I think no we, you haven't i think you've only taken a couple pies ricky all time okay the pandemic was pretty play weird. the emote there's a pie emote i took so many okay. pies yeah okay but you took a pie for bolt and pillage you had and you also took a pie for um drag to the underworld snapcaster was on the list no it wasn't printed in the set standard legal you gonna come at me with that again yeah i won you even lost the double or nothing what was the double or nothing that it would be in crimson Val. there's no way i agreed to this there's no way you i agreed to the it. second one you optioned it i optioned it 
Yeah. That sounds like me. <laughs> all right. You're all like, right, come on, right. dealer, split. All right. Uh, double or nothing. Uh, what do I predict? I'm going to predict something absolutely wild for Dominaria. Yeah, spoilers start next week, so get it in now. Um, okay, okay. Acidic slime. Do it. Um, I'm going to predict... Huh. I'm going to predict a Phyrexian mana symbol. That, no, that's going to happen. Come on. You don't know that. That's Yeah, I do, because <laughs> we know the storyline, so I'm assuming <laughs> we're going to... We know the story, so we saw what happened with Tommyo's card. I'm assuming it's going to happen with another Planeswalker in this set. Okay, okay. Give me a real oddball guess here, Ricky. Come on. Give me a curveball here. A real curveball, huh? A real heater. Um, gosh. I'm going to predict... <sighs> Heck it, I'm digging my own grave ever. Uh, I'm going to predict a Karn with a colored mana cost. All right, deal. You got it. Good. That's a good guess. I like that. You got it. Wouldn't I look like a hero if I get it right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that will do it for this week. Whatever the heck this episode was. Uh, Hopefully I actually did the timestamps because if not, we're still going to complain anyway. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. For real though. (laughs) Thank thank you. If you stuck it out. Top rated episode. If yeah, we thought, I thought last week's episode was ours just messing around. Like turns out, it's RCQ season. We're tired. We're grinding. It's, you know? it's t- we're tired, people. We're old men at this point. Speak for yourselves. I will. I speak for the trees. I'm the Ricky, you, could, you didn't know the uh, you didn't know the uh, Outcast uh, album name. I did. It's Stankonia. Okay. I was making a joke. Can't joke about Outcast, Ricky. That's serious business. Okay? I, it is serious business. I know. I, I know. I get it. Andre three thousand lost his GD mind. <laughs> That is still one of the best Key and Peele skiffs at me. Andre 3000 made a Cartoon Network show about him being so upset at the music business he started teaching public school in Atlanta. I'm not kidding. Class, That's real. Class of 3000. I've watched it. <laughs> I've seen Class of 3000. <laughs> Andre 3000 just becomes Magic School Bus. And all the record companies are just like literal like goblin men. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. All right. Well, like I said, that was it for this week. Again, thank you, Lemon Lyman, for the Patreon question. If you want your Patreon questions to be answered on the show, uh, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Be on the lookout for everything else we got going up there for Patreon purposes. And uh, sorry for the delay, but the swag bags from July will be out this week. I am so sorry. And uh, as soon as the card's in for August, I will have that quick turnaround. But to help make up for it, I do have some of those extra includes that Ricky, Chris, and myself all signed the other weekend at our RCQ event. Oh, those are spicy. I won't, I won't spoil what the freak, what the cool include is. You'll just have to wait and see. Uh, gentlemen, where can the people find you on the Twitter, on uh, on socials? Uh, I don't want to say. Ricky, you go ahead. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at also Steve. That's it. Chris, uh, Chris doesn't want to be found after this. <laughs> I don't want to be found. Leave me alone. I don't want to be in a fan of the Which is RCQ champion. <laughs> of course, you can find me at Crew3Podcast on Twitter. And, you know, at some point we will get back to it. Uh, Crew3MTG on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to once again whatever this week's episode was. Uh, maybe we'll be back to normal next week. Probably not. 
Probably expect more episodes like this through September, and that's a threat. Talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye. This is the best episode. <laughs>